with that being said, I wanted to get into, I wanted to touch a topic that I've seen, it's been coming up, it's come in and out of the market a few times in the real estate investing space, and is, will we see an end to wholesaling? Will states come out with a law that's going to ban wholesaling? So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera, and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show, right? We've heard it. There are some states are coming out with some laws uh, regarding that you need a license. Uh, all of this is because, I mean, we're seeing <laughs> realtors, the board of realtor is, uh, looking at wholesalers, like you're taking our market share, yeah. you know, and you don't have a license. We're not getting our, our cut here from what you're doing. Uh, because wholesaling essentially more or less, you're acting like a real estate agent, right? You're yeah. getting a property, uh, somebody that looks that's still going to sell and you're finding a buyer for them. Um, Yes, that's the oversimplification of the term. You know, there's other uh, more details to go along with it, but that's what they see. The board of realtors, they're seeing that they're like, you are acting like an agent and you don't have a license. Therefore, you don't have the fiduciary responsibility to take care yeah, of it. That's the thing they're, they're separating. It's like wholesaling isn't selling properties, selling a contract. That's all you're selling. And that's what they're hiding behind is like the contract holds a physical property value. You're selling paper. You're not selling houses. You're not wholesaling houses. Like, no, you're wholesaling contracts essentially right. to purchase houses. So much like you have the, the futures market in um, stock markets. Like, it's a contract to do something, but you sell that thing off before that contract gets executed. Yeah. So it's the exact same thing. It's like, you're not actually buying the oil. You're just buying the rights to buy the oil. So then you sell that thing off. So same exact concept. And, that and let's say what it is. The issue isn't what you're doing. The issue is that the board of realtors is not getting their cut. Like that's that's one of the biggest issues. They'll they want to hide behind you know oh the fiduciary responsibilities and all this nonsense. But we know real estate agents that yes they have fiduciary responsibilities, but they're just they're even worse than wholesalers with the level of ignorance and the harm that they do to homeowners and stuff. So all that being said, it's like. It's just, in my opinion, like I said, I think it's just they're upset that they're not getting their, their pound of flesh. Um, so if wholesaling is, so this is the point that I wanted to make more on this topic is that I don't really care what happens. You know, a lot of people right now are flipping the hell out, uh, mostly wholesalers, of course, because they're, they're like, oh my God, this is bullshit they're gonna ban wholesaling you know this is so wrong we need to stand up against this good luck oh uh, yeah i was like i don't care yeah. like ban wholesaling i don't care you know what i mean it doesn't affect me it doesn't it shouldn't affect really anybody yeah i don't really care if they ban wholesaling or not or require you to have a license or not 
I mean, those things to me are like. Well, I mean, you're still going to have plenty of shitty wholesale companies out there. It's like they're just going to sidestep. It's like, well, fine, then I'll buy the house and resell it. Yeah. The transaction costs. Well, the shittiest wholesale companies, that's what they do. They call themselves realties. You know what I mean? And that's they're still wholesaling. They just do double closes and stuff like yeah. that. So, so who will this affect? If wholesaling gets banned, if or more like when wholesaling gets banned, who will this actually affect, right? So I believe you have, obviously, those that only do wholesaling. Those people that their whole idea of real estate is simply wholesaling houses. They, they, you talk to them and they're like, oh, I don't want to get into flipping because I don't want to manage contractors. I don't want to get into rentals because I don't want to manage, you know, I don't want to get the calls for the broken toilets or whatever I'm yeah. sure they come up with. Um, they don't want to be real investors, so they only want to do wholesaling. Yes, you should be worried because you are definitely going to be one of the people that gets affected. Um, the other people that we see are the ones that are not focusing on building the right connections and actually building, doing real estate investing the right way. What they're more doing is just being transactional. So they're just yeah. trying to find a property for low, sell it for high, and call it a day. They're not building connections. They're not understanding, you know, who are the good uh, investors that you should be connecting with, the lenders, the contractor. They're not building any kind of infrastructure behind this to help them out when the market changes, when there are shifts, when things happen. They have nobody that they can reach out to. They have nobody that they can tap into their level of uh, knowledge and experience because they're not worried about that. They'll wholesale a deal to whoever pays the most. They're not worried about building a continuous relationship with a buyer that can help them moving forward. Yeah. Or perhaps and be that's, partner. I think that, that's the, what the ABOR and Board of Realtors and Trek is going to hide behind. Like, you have somebody that doesn't know real estate buying real estate. Yeah. I was like, but then it's like, I look at it, it's like, there's no different than what, if you're going to attack that wholesaler, then you need to attack the wholesaler that buys and resells property unrepresented too it's like they're selling it to ignorant people that don't are not necessarily ignorant or just somebody that gets swept up in the hype but like that's the reason government expands is because somebody is being taken advantage of that doesn't know it. it's got fallen to susceptible to high pressure sales tactics kind of forced into a situation to extract money yeah and it's like that's how good laws and regulations get put into place because when that happens on enough times enough scale people step in to help protect them that's what they're going to hide behind is like you're selling to somebody that doesn't know real estate you have three people involved in a transaction and none of them have any kind of license or formal education and they're operating outside of the government bodies yeah. of real estate transactions. And I mean, it is true. We have uh, covered that plenty of times, how you do have wholesalers that truly don't care if you know what you're doing or not. As long as you're willing to pay them what they're asking for, um, it's not in their mind, it's not their problem, whether you know what you're doing or not. And you and I, you know, we we disagree with that premise because one thing that we've always done when we were wholesaling is we wouldn't wholesale a deal that we knew had a lot of risk to somebody that was completely new, had never renovated a house, had never worked with contractors, had never done this. Even though they were very eager, we wouldn't do it. You know, even though a lot of people was like, hey, I'm not here to think for them. I get it. I completely get it. I'm not saying you should. That being said... I also believe like doing the right thing is always doing the right thing. And you know, you know, we know we've been in renovations and construction for so long. That's like, 
I know you're going to lose your ass on this. And I just don't want you thinking about me every time you think about that investment. Who's involved in that transaction leaving a bad taste in your mouth? Yeah. We've been on properties before and we're being outbid by 30, 35 grand. I was like, my God, that's what I was projecting to like actually have as profit was 35 grand. Now I'm getting outbid that amount. And, like, and they were their plan was to flip it as well. Yeah. Oh, so, they were going to flip it. Because like, like, if you were saying, oh, they're going to keep it as a rental. Okay. Yeah. You know, over time, it makes sense. But they were going to flip the house too. So well, it's like, okay. You have this new level and it, it, it creeps into real estate markets. I mean, I know talking to people that happened 2005, 6, 7, 8 leading up to it. It's like they were buying it, betting that the house is going to be worth more than it was today. It's like, well... I'm not looking at the comps today because I know in six months it's going to be worth substantially more. And yeah. then they're buying it and then selling it at that point. And they're baking that whole premise of making a profit on the house being worth significantly more than what it would be today if you sold it. And I, was, I was helping a gentleman yesterday look at comps and it's like, God, like looking at these houses and what their current ARVs are to what discounts there are on the market to current conditions is like mm. the level of rehab that that house needs. like it wouldn't work. It's like the only way it would make sense is like if this one house closes or like more houses close and increase the prices in certain areas. Yeah. And it's like, they're buying It's like, you're just buying off the MLS to fix up, to resell the MLS. Like that's. Well, I mean, even right now, and we can share a case study here, we are doing a, I guess a speculative play with a property we just bought because we saw the ARV on this house. And we looked at the neighborhood, we looked at the data, we look at where the neighborhood is located, and we're seeing, okay, the reason prices haven't shot up here yet is because nobody has put properties on the market yet. Like houses yeah. aren't really selling there. But as soon as they start, based on the data that we're seeing around that neighborhood and the quality of the homes and all of that, we're expecting that house to shoot up in value tremendously, right? So it is a gamble. That being said, we bought the house where it still makes sense at today's value, yeah. at its current value. We can actually, and we're debating on keeping it as a rental in today's market, in today's values. And even as a rental, it still makes sense. So yes, you can speculate, but you got to make sure that it makes sense if you're wrong. Right. And that's something that we saw and we always talked about with Airbnbs. We don't invest in Airbnbs, uh, not because, you know, we hate it or anything. It's just nothing of that quality of that type of strategy has made sense to us that's come across our, our table yet. Right. That being said, we talked about Airbnb plenty of times before even the pandemic happened where people were buying Airbnbs, they're buying houses purely for an Airbnb purpose where if it did not generate that kind of revenue, it did not make sense, right? It wouldn't make sense as a traditional rental. And if you were to try to sell it, put it back on the market, you were going to be negative because you overpaid for the house and you didn't, and you had a lot of repairs that you had to do and yeah. you didn't factor those in correctly. So, I mean, you didn't buy correctly. And your only way out is saying, well, this is going to be an Airbnb. And if it's not, well, I mean, that happened you know? a lot down in um, Dignity, Denver Heights kind of area where people are like, well, I'm buying it for this Airbnb thing. And then like 
Airbnb really wasn't what they thought it was going to be. They overpaid. The rehab got shoddy. They couldn't sell it. So they had to turn it into a rental property because they just like, well, I can't get rid of it and I don't have the money to cover the loss. So I had to rent it. And it's like, and then it just turns into a two, three, four. And there were year, negative cash flow. Yeah. Two, three, four year just nightmare of a property. Yeah. That is just like, dude, like, that hey, sucks. And like, yeah, at well, that point, there were negative equity, negative cash flow. It's like, that's a gamble. Yep. And and to me, that's not even investing at that point. Like, there's a, a very big difference between an investor and a gambler. And we see right now probably seventy to eighty percent of the people in the market are gamblers. They're they're the same people that are chasing Bitcoin, the same people that are chasing you know Tesla stocks, all this other shit that they're just Dogecoin, Dogecoin, yeah, Dogecoin. Coin. It's just gamblers. Yeah, and those are the people that are gonna get hurt if wholesaling gets banned because they're not building the business. So they're not real investors, you know, and a real investor, I, even though we are huge proponents and we always say you should start wholesaling. Why? Because the level of deals that you go through is so much knowledge that you can gain in such a short period of time. Because yep. you, you talk to so many different sellers in many, many different situations of finances and problems and everything. So you get to learn a huge diff uh, area of uh, variables that can happen when you're dealing with a homeowner. And then because of that, now you're having to deal with a, another variety of buyers that can take down different types of deals. So now you're understanding different types of strategies. Then you further understand based on these buyers, where they're looking to invest and why. So now you understand your market much better. And where does it make sense for rentals and why? Where does it make sense for flips and why? Right? So you, all of these strategies, all of these things. And then the biggest one, the biggest uh, tactic and strategy and ability a wholesaler needs is to be able to generate leads. Right? So you learn how to generate leads. You got to be really good at that or else you fail as a wholesaler. Because if you don't have leads, you can't wholesale anything. That helps you because when we get to a market like we are in now, where a lot of flippers and buy and hold investors that solely got into flipping and buy and hold, they cannot generate their own leads right now. And they're hurting. They're hurting because they're getting pissed that they're not getting anything decent from wholesalers. They're getting pissed they can't find anything off the MLS. It's like because you never learned how to market. Yep. And us, we started as wholesalers. And what did we do? As soon as the market shift, we opened up our marketing again. We started generating our own leads. We started doing because we've done it. We understand what it takes. You understand? So it's it's a huge benefit to be a wholesaler, but it's a stepping stone to becoming a real investor. So what are the solutions when and if wholesaling does get banned? So we already kind of alluded to that, which is become an actual investor. Shocking. Yeah. What does that mean? is take the time to learn the strategies. Take the time to learn the market. Don't be transactional. Don't just look for a seller that's, you know, that you contract low and a buyer that you sell high and you move on to the next. Try to learn when you contracted low, did that actually make sense at that price? Just because there was a buyer in place, it doesn't mean that you got it at the right price. You should reach out to actual sophisticated investors and say, hey, does this make sense? No, I wouldn't buy it. Okay, why not? The reason for this is because when you become the real investor, you know what math to run. 
But if you're wholesaling crap just because there's a, a dumb or a novice buyer that's willing to pay for it, when you become a real investor, you're going to think that those are deals because somebody else bought it. But it's like, no, they didn't know what they were doing. You want to learn from the people that do know what they're doing, right? And, and that's something that you and I always, every time that wholesalers want to partner with us and they bring us deals and they bring us leads, that's what we spend most of our time doing. Like we could, yeah, just analyze the lead and say yes or no, but we take them through it and we tell them like, hey, pay attention to this. Look at this. This is why we don't want it. This is why we wouldn't buy it. Or this is at the price that would make sense because of all these risks, variables, and things. Because we want them to learn to become actual right i mean that's one of the biggest keys is you have to do that hey podcast thank you for listening i hope you're enjoying the show and if you want to get very exclusive insider tips and strategies that nobody else is getting then you need to join our text community by texting podcast to 210-794-9898 that's 210-794-9898. Text the word podcast and you will start receiving insider information, things that are happening that we're realizing that we're implementing in real time that other people have no access to. So make sure you text us now. Now back to this show. The next thing is you got to grow your network and you do this by wholesaling the right way, by investing the right way. You got to build the right buyers list. I did a whole uh, series on building your buyers list and everything. You got to do that first. Get to know who the players are. Get to know what the strategies are. Get to know why they're the strategies. Just because you have a buyer that does buy and hold, you know, and they need 20% equity and $300 cash flow, that doesn't mean that's the only way to do buy and hold. We've had buy and hold buyers at a huge difference of, you know, equity and cash flow because every buy and hold investor has a different strategy to go after. And by you knowing these strategies, you get to better decide what type of investor you want to be. You know, do you want to be this kind of investor, that kind of investor? The model that we're implementing is more of a hybrid. You know, we we have our what we call balanced portfolio of equity and cash flow and then we we will build uh, and a more aggressive portfolio on appreciation only, less, uh, less cash flow. And we'll build one on less chances of appreciation, but much higher cash flow, right? So then you start kind of, at that point, you start playing with your portfolio, but that depends on your own unique investment strategy. And that happens when you have the right network, the right investors that you're wholesaling to. Don't wholesale just to somebody that's going to pay the most, wholesale to the one that's going to teach you the most about that deal you know, and about those numbers, about that strategy, somebody that's going to let you maybe tag along on the rehab, ask them questions on how the project is going, you know, so you become more knowledgeable and you understand and you get to know who to, who to reach out to when you need contractors, who to reach out to when you need a lender, you know, that's how you build relationships, that's how you get lenders. We fund all of our deals with private money. We've never used hard money for anything. Even our rentals are funded through private money. And that's, again, because of our network, right? We build the relationships. We build the connections. Not just building your network, but keeping a clean name. Yeah. Well, like doing yeah. business the right way. Like that's why we have that reputation. We have that connection. We have that success. Right. It's like because we are honest, we're true, and we're clean the way we do business. 
Because like, if there's an issue, we address it head on. If there's a problem, I address say, hey, we have a problem, but I've already got a solution. Yep. I don't bring just a problem. Like, okay, what's the solution? Like, well, I don't know yet. So, well, then why are you bringing it to me yet? Like, try to figure it out. Think a little bit for yourself. Yeah. So that is, I think, just as important as building a network, but building the right network and keeping it in that network. Yeah. Because I've told, like, several people, like, uh, you start screwing people over. It's like that starts permeating and through the investment community because like yes there's a lot of people in real estate but there's not that many either once you start moving up people that have been in it for four or five years there's a ton of people that have been in it for a year or less once mm-hmm. you start getting two plus like that number starts going so much smaller so quickly yeah um because there's somebody i reached out to like i mean we just did business with them um the end of last year and i reached out to him I mean, we did something from the, with them in August, September, October last year, and I reached out to him in February. He goes, oh, I, I'm no longer in real estate, or I'm in real estate, but I'm selling new homes now. It's like they just left investment side completely. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, you developed that relationship of just like always going to whoever's going to pay the most. Same, like, those people are going to drop out. They're not going to be here long term. Like, you're developing wrong relationships, so when the market turns or things you need, it's like... You've already burned your reputation, which burns your network because network is so shallow. I guess you could call it of like people with experience. Like how long they how long has your network of people been doing stuff? Oh, within the last year or two. It's like you don't have anybody that's been doing it for two, three, four, five plus years. Like, and those are the people that you really want in your network is the investors well, that have been doing it for a long time. Even ourselves. I mean, we we hold a mastermind with a good friend of ours that he's been in real estate for what twenty years or so. Old. He's pretty old. Um, but even other people that we've networked with that they've been in it for 20, 30 years, 40 years, like those are the people we rub elbows with, right? Because it's like, those are the people we need to know because they've been through cycles. They have so many resources available to them. And because we've provided them so much value throughout the years, and we're always there whenever they need something and everything that whenever we call on them, they're always there for us. You know, and that leads to the next point where this is not a solo game. And this is how you're going to protect yourself. So many wholesalers get into this and they want to do it on their own, you know, because they want 100% of the profit. They don't want to split that with anybody. And okay, I understand. But then what? You're not going to do this by yourself. Even ourselves right now, you know, we have all the projects, the rentals, the builds, everything, the marketing, everything we're doing. We're bringing on more people. We need more people. And we're more, we've always partnered with people. Every step of the way, we were always partnering with people because we wanted to build our network. We wanted to build our knowledge, our connection, and what we were able to do. Right. And that's because we never thought about, you know, no, we got to, we got to do this by ourselves. You know what I mean? Because our ego or whatever the hell goes through your head. Like, we don't have that. What we focus on is like, is this the right thing to do? Who is the best person to do this? Who can we learn from? Who can we build a relationship with? Um, and those are the important things out of, you know, when you're growing as a wholesaler and everything to understand is that this is not a solo game. Look for people that you will be able to partner with when the market shifts, when things change that you can work with. And then the last thing I wanted to hit on as another solution is get your real estate license. So I did a whole episode on why it is that Every investor, even wholesaler, needs to have a real estate license. The level of added income streams that you can generate by having your license is insane. You know what I mean? And if they change the laws and everything, 
you're still okay. You know, you still have a way that you can still yeah, play the not, game. They're not going to ban real estate agents. No. I mean, you might, the market might pull out as far as technology changes and things like that, but uh, you're not going to be banned by the government. Exactly. Government. As far as you have your, as long as you have your license and everything, yeah, things might, the wordings might change in contracts. You might have to start doing maybe double closes, right? Where you won't be able to do an, a straight assignment. You probably will have to buy the real estate and then resell it at that moment, right? So going back to your network, your network is going to matter because you're going to need funding for that. You're going to need transactional funding if you don't have the money. So how do you get transactional funding at a low enough price where you can still sell it and make some money? So all of these things matter and all of these things can help you if you have your real estate license. So make sure you check out that video. All of those things, all those videos and everything are going to be in the description below. But will wholesaling get banned? Again, I don't care. You know what I mean? And I um, don't care. You don't care. Yeah, it's like it, they serve a purpose, but then it's also if it went away, it's like, mm, okay, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, the it because they're still not attacking the... I think they're punishing the small individual wholesaler because of what the big wholesalers are doing. Yeah. And it's like those yep. are the people that need to are creating the bad reputation that are screwing people over left and right and putting bad names in their saying and they're using the term wholesaling. It's like they're not a wholesaler because they're buying the house and selling it to somebody else. It's like they're just a place you can go to buy property, but they use the term wholesaling and it's putting a bad name on everybody because of the shady business that they do. Yeah. And and that's not the people that are going to get affected by this. Like they're going to be just fine because they're buying the properties and they're reselling it and they have Deep, deep liquid pools of financing to adapt and change uh because i mean they were people have age or the license so it's like well now you have to have a license to do this well you already do so I, I, that's the part that sucks is like those are the people that i wish they would go after but they're not they're gonna write a law and they're gonna hurt small individual people just trying to make a buck but the big people are, that cause this problem are still gonna get away with it yeah for sure so let me know Put it in the comments below. Let us know what, what are your hesitations with wholesaling or your fears if they do end up banning wholesaling. What do you think about the points that we laid out? Uh, comment below. Let us know. Um, again, you should not be afraid if you are actually becoming a real real estate investor. This does not matter. you know. And to that point, I mean, this is going to be great for real estate investors because it's going to get rid of a lot of shitty wholesalers that are bogging down the market, right? So, you know, for, for real investors, this is not a problem. For those of you that are more drive-by-night, you know, transactional people, yes, this, this will be terrible for you. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's just going to gonna doubt people that are in it for just Yep. Where it's like, if you're in it for just the money, you don't actually love real estate and love the business about it, it'll make it harder for people, which that I'm perfectly okay with. It's like, mm, okay, these less people and quote unquote investors trying to distort the market and giving false hopes to people. So uh, I think that aspect of it is good. So, oh. yep. Comment oh. below. Let us know and uh, see what you guys think. Hit a like if you like that dialogue. We got, <laughs> dialogue. We got, eight, we got eight, eight likes only and 19 people watching. Come on, give me a like. We can get to 12. Hit that thumbs up. Um, but if you, if you do want more tips and stuff like that, like I said, uh, text, actually text info to 210-794-9898 because, uh, on that you'll get all the different groups that you can kind of join for alerts and stuff like that, uh, through the text community that we have. So that'll be good for you.